Welcome back to the Waffle Press Podcast. I'm your host, David Crespo. With me today is Gina Versa. Hey. He's right there. Also, we have a guest today, a returning guest, Trevor Dillon from Frida Cinema. Hello. How are you, Trevor? I'm good. How are you? I'm giving you the intro. Okay. Oh, well, uh, great. I, it just, it's been so long since, you, since mm-hmm. you've been around here. Since last year? Yeah. yeah. This is our new studio. What, what do you think? I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a waffle presser. I'm a waffle press. Pressy. <laughs> I don't know what you call your fans. Your fans. Do you say fans? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. A couple, like, like, like a couple, like five. Listeners, <laughs> watchers. Yeah. People donate to the Patreon, which I appreciate. So yeah. links down below on the YouTube version if yes. you're watching this on there. So. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been just uh, not watching movies, not doing anything movie-related ever. <laughs> oh, okay, good. This is great for our movie <laughs> yeah. talk show. Um, I'm uh, the programming director at the Frida Cinema in Orange County, so I've just been uh, working nonstop to bring uh, a lot of movies to that cinema, and Orange County in general, because mm-hmm. God knows it needs uh, some culture and some film life. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. How's your summer been? Both of you, actually. How, how's your guys' summer been? We're yeah, g- please. We're talking yeah. summer movie season. We're talking all this stuff. What are the best movies that came out this summer? Mm-hmm. What are the, the two good movies that came out this summer? Mm-hmm. And uh, some smaller movies people might not have actually seen. Because uh, there, there's a couple that got yeah. under the cracks. Distribution stuff is hard unless you're in Los Angeles or New York City for some reason. Don't know who decided that, but they're, they're an asshole. Mm-hmm. I say this as a person who lives in and around L.A. But Gene, what, what, what's up with you? What, what's going on? Yeah, the summer, the summer has uh, just been a little uneventful. Comic-Con was a little uh, boring. Was it? I didn't miss out? Uh, yeah, you didn't miss out. I haven't talked about it. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... Uh, I, I uh, felt like Bart in The Simpsons when he broke his leg. Just in my room. Just <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf and Disturbia. Just Shia LaBeouf and Disturbia. I wasn't really doing too much. We keep bringing up the specific reference that's like everything except from the actual reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some, I'm not no, going to say it. Don't no, say no. it. Just leave no. it hanging. That's amazing. Nope. Yeah, it's not uh, not that Alfred Hitchcock. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene, at least he didn't say the name. I didn't say the name. They have to watch it and figure it out themselves. Yeah, watch all the Alfred Hitchcock movies. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock retrospective? No, probably not for a while because I guess I'll just it'll be available on the Patreon. It'll be announced by this point when the time this episode comes out. Uh, the next retrospective is on Adam Sandler and Steven Spielberg. Matt Gringo and I will be hopping back and forth between their respective filmographies, ending on Uncut Gems for Adam Sandler and West Side Story for Steven Spielberg. So this will be the next year of my life mm-hmm. outside of this, which will be something. Uh, I, I've, I've had a lot of fun recording so far. Mm-hmm. A handful of episodes up on the Patreon, again, by the time this is out, so go check that out. How many credits does Spielberg have versus Sandler? Yeah. Uh, we had to... Compress okay. a couple. Shout out to Matt again for like helping me organize that, organizing the whole thing basically. He came up with a good idea to come like to compress like the Hotel Transylvania trilogy mm-hmm. into like one episode. Oh yeah, for the sure. Grown ups <laughs> movies into one episode. Yeah, please do. Yeah, and it's like it's not even like a testament to the quality of those films. It's just like it's easier to get it all together. Yeah. And uh, only the movies where Adam Sandler's in a lead starring role mm-hmm. is important to note because cool. he's in a lot of movies. Yeah. So just. To make things easier on us. And do Spanglish. Yeah, he's in the leading role in Spanglish. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I have the document. I'll show you after we're done recording. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's, 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 that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah. We're excited. Um, but, yeah, summer was kind of, uh, yeah, it was okay. Just trying to work as much as possible and uh, finish a short film. Yeah, money. Then, money's good. Capitalism? Yeah. Bad. The but, only, you know what? The only thing I was happy about finish Evangelion. <laughs> 
I still need to start Evangelion. Do you watch That's, Evangelion? I am not. Do a, I don't do anime. Okay. Yeah. Um, I so, wish I, I could. I try to play a lot of anime at the theater because I know there's a huge yeah. fan base for it, but I just didn't. I don't even know where to start. Like Akira? Is that where I just butt yeah, in and be you like, I guess. You can start at like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, yeah, I haven't even gone there. No. You know what I mean? Cowboy Bebop, Waffle Press approved. It's the best one. Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe I'll start there then, for sure. Oh, but since you're on the topic of freedom, before moving to the, the main subject of today's episode, what what's going on over there with you guys? And what's going on with you? What what, what do you got coming up that we can, you can um, plug? As far as the Frida goes, over, I, I just finalized September 2019's uh, programming, uh, and it's, I think, the best month of programming we've ever done. At the end of the show, do we do plugs at the end? Or right we do now? plugs right now, and then we'll yeah. talk about back Oh, well, I have a list of the stuff we have coming up in September, and it's like insane to me. There's like so many movies. Uh, is it okay if I just read it? Or? Yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we have we do a lot of repertory at the Frida, so there's a lot of older movies that we play, uh, but we also do new movies. People don't know that who walk by. Like, oh, that's the place that plays old movies. Like, no, we get, like, some good, cool movies in Orange County. So we're playing The Nightingale, uh, Jennifer Kent's new movie, obviously, who made The, uh, the Babadook. Uh, we're playing Boonwell in the Labyrinth of Turtles. This is a new anime film from G-Kids. Uh, not an animated film, not anime film. We are having a new anime <laughs> film called uh, Promari from Trigger Studios. Okay. Are you familiar with Trigger? They do good work. Uh, I've been told. I don't actually know that. <laughs> um, uh, One Cut of the Dead is that uh, zombie film. That, oh, yeah. yeah oh, people were really stoked on that. Uh, that's a one-night-only event. Oh, no. Uh, we're playing uh, Issa Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid, which uh, Guillermo del Toro has been going around town telling everybody it's like the next... She's an ex-great filmmaker, and I've seen it, and I agree with him. Uh, as usual, I love Guillermo. And then we're playing uh, A24's new Peter Strickland film, uh, In Fabric, which is about a haunted dress, uh, kind of like a Velvet Buzzsaw, the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mm -hmm. movie. I did see the trailer for that one. Oh, man. That, that one was so weird. bad. Oh. <laughs> no, no, Velvet Buzzsaw is bad. Oh, oh no, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Fabric uh, looks great, though. Um, and, and then we're doing a Pedro Almodovar a retrospective for uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, and then uh, a bunch of the old movies we're playing are uh, Rob Zombie has a new movie coming out. We're doing House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects as a double feature. We're playing Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is kind of on the Mount Rushmore of bad movies. Hedwig and the Angry Inch, uh, American Psycho 20th Anniversary, because uh, there's uh, the new Rambo movie coming out. This is all in one month, by the way. All in yeah. one month of programs. Jesus. Uh, Rambo 1 and 2. 10-year anniversary of a Resident Evil Apocalypse. 10-year? 15-year? Uh, 10-year? No, oh, wait. Of, of what? Resident, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Yeah, oh, like 20, I would say. No, no, no. I think oh, it's 15. No, apocalypse. 2004. Yeah, 15. 15. Okay. Yeah. 15-year anniversary of Resident Evil Apocalypse. Uh, we do Rocky Horror every month. The Room every month. Also on the Ru Mount Rushmore of Bad Movies. <laughs> uh, we're playing uh, Mandy in the Nicolas Cage movie Mandy. Nice. It's the one-year anniversary of that movie coming and essentially like saving the theater. Not only saving Whoa. the theater, but like making the theater viable for mm -hmm. a like the foreseeable future. That came in last year and just blew the doors off the place. Wow. Uh, and then we're doing a 40th anniversary or 50th anniversary of Putney Swope. And then we are doing, uh, again, the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition Marathon. Nice. Wow. 14 hours, yeah. That's all one Good month of programming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I have done a Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's, that all sounds great. Everyone should go check it out if yeah. you're in the area. If not in the area, make the drive. But uh, I've done a Lord of the Rings Marathon, like when they did it in AMC, like to prep the Hobbit yeah. launch. That's very different. Those are like my, that's my favorite trilogy. That's the trilogy for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's... That's really hard if you're not like yeah. in the comfort of your own home. That's <laughs> yeah. You got to drink water. You got to you, like, you got to move around. Yeah, take you need, breaks. How do you, you guys prepare for that? Um, I mean, we don't. We do some decorations in the lobby and stuff, but the titles, the movies, sell themselves. I haven't even announced it yet, and there's like 15 pre-sales. I don't know how those people found the ticketing <laughs> on the website. 
But uh, yeah, that'll be totally sold out. We'll have to do an encore for it. But I always warn people like, yeah, stand up, move around, drink water, go outside. You know, <laughs> we, 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 you know don't miss a full day outside. But it's a 14 hours, man. Like it's crazy. We yeah. give intermissions, but yeah, 14 hours. Yeah, that, that that's too much. It's, yeah. it's like those Marvel movie marathons. And yeah, yeah. Where it's like oh, 26 movies, three yeah. days. Yeah. The theater's going to smell. <laughs> so I'm yeah. feeling my feet. If, yeah. if I was rich, I would go to those, but I wouldn't stay for the whole thing. I'd go like, okay, well, I'm going to go for the Iron Man trilogy because I like all those. I'll mm-hmm. go for the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll go for the first Thor and the third Thor. Uh, I'll kind of, you know, I'll, I'll poke around. I'll like, yeah. I'm going to go get lunch. I'm going to go about my day. And yeah. then I'll get go. people to, so. Yeah. <laughs> a little uh, bath returns and stuff like right. that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Speaking of Marvel movies, this, they dominated the summer. And they, I think Disney made $6 billion like all across Mm-hmm. The board. We're not going to talk about new stuff too much in the show. That's not what we do here anymore. But we'll talk about the movies that came out. Um, and every year for the summer, I like to kind of find like a trend of some sort, not in a negative or positive way. Just like see what what happened. So like uh, in 2016, I think blockbusters were generally less good, but they were also giving way to like smaller movies to come to the forefront. Like even the nice guys obviously didn't do great at the box office, but it was like, hey, I think unanimously, or at least as close as you can get for a movie, like, people really loved it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, 2017 was less about, like, saving the world, it was more about, like, the heroes saving individual people, or, like, ideas, or, like, they had a lot of heart. I think the only ones that were about saving the universe were, like, Transformers and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And even Guardians 2. Oh, in 2017? Oh, no, I thought you said 2016. No, no, 2016 had Apocalypse, that's... Yeah. Is 2017 uh, Dunkirk? When did that Dunkirk? Dunkirk? Yeah, Dunkirk. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk. Great. Fucking great summer that, that year. <laughs> uh, and then top it off with Blade Runner in like October. Is oh, this, that was like, we took that year for granted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like outside of the movie world. We that was still bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this year, I don't know. I think I think franchises are, are stronger than they've ever been financially. Yeah. And kind of make it a little difficult for everything else to kind of Exist. Yeah, you know, like, Booksmart, I think, did need to get marketed a little better, but it's a very good movie, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I stand by the discussion you and I had with it. Um, Trevor, what, what stood out to you this summer for summer movies? Like, what, what drove you to the theater? We were talking a little bit before the show, that might not have always been the case for Yeah, us. well, that's what stands out to me. I don't want to be like, a, like improv is always yes and or whatever, but I don't want to be, what, what drove me to the movies, the more interesting thing was like, how many times I stayed away from the movie. <laughs> uh, we were talking about that before, but like, like I would pull up my Fandango app and it would be like, you know, the Disney movies. Like it'd be like Lion King, uh, Far From Home, uh, Crawl, which I saw, and we'll talk about that later or whatever. But uh, it'd be like four or five movies playing at my local Cineplex that only has five theaters. And I was like, I legit do not want to see any of these movies right now. I don't care how, if it's $5 or $10. And I was really blown away by that. But yeah, there was some, like like you said, book smart. There were some, like, middling budget movies that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, like, Good Boys just came out. I haven't seen Good Boys, but that did well, and I'm, like, happy to see a mid-level movie do well. But like you said, like, the Disney stuff is just, like, totally conquering and taking over. They have the like top five black movies. Hole. Yeah, it's just like, when you have the top five movies of a given year currently, and, like, all of them have eclipsed a billion dollars worldwide, it's like, should we be worried? And the answer, yeah, we should definitely yeah. be worried. Like, definitely. And it's not even about, like, whether someone likes or dislikes them. You know, that's not yeah. even that part of the conversation. Right. It's just like, hey, that's... Might want to figure a way to, to kind of <laughs> deal with this because that might be bad. And yeah. I guess, like, if you're going to break it down, like, 
scientifically or whatever, they don't technically have a monopoly. Right. But movies are not the same thing as like, I don't know, other percentage things. So it's like 40% of the industry they own. Yeah. That's like still insane. Yeah. And that's, again, not even talking about the quality of the movies here, like whether or not we like them or dislike them. Just that's, uh, it, it makes it very difficult and it makes the future very disconcerting mm -hmm. for movies. But yeah. speaking of different quality, what what did we like about this year's summer movies? What what like made us want to go back to the theater now? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually gonna toss this one to Gene now, and then I'll go back to you, Trevor. Sure. What 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 was what got you that? What what gave you that feeling like? Oh yeah, I'm home in the summer movie theater. Probably Godzilla. Seen it IMAX, and it was very baffling because it was only in IMAX for a week. One week. <laughs> one week <laughs> to make way for Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And I don't know what came after Dark Phoenix, like Spider-Man? Uh, let me think. Dark I Phoenix, I yeah. recall getting two trailers for Dark Phoenix before my screening in Godzilla. Like mm -hmm. two trailers, one IMAX trailer, then a couple trailers like for it, chapter two or whatever, and mm -hmm. then like another Dark Phoenix trailer. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, see the writing on the wall, guys. It's like, it's gonna bomb. Like, yeah. just let's stop pouring money into this yeah. thing. That, that, that was... I, I'm not a fan of that movie, but I yeah. do feel bad for it because I mean, like, that's such a talented cast, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you're the only person bad. I know who saw it, unless you saw it. Then I know two. People. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, I know two people. No, who saw I, that I, movie. yeah, I, I saw it. Um, I think I saw it like I had like some uh, thing for like four dollars. Oh yeah, okay. it was like four dollars. So my well. I know yeah. it's just bored and sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like anything original really drove me to the theater like Midsummer with yeah. Sumner. Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay. I think it's like Midsummer, but you could. I think we could say yeah, Midsummer. I'm the guy who says Midsummer. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I think they're both fine. It's just yeah. like I don't want to put in the effort. I'm sorry. Yeah. Crawl. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I know I'm like, I hope I don't steal your thunder. But yeah, just anything like original in it. I mean, even like some like um, the thing is adapt like movies adapted from a book. Like I love scary stories. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was pretty good. It was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. All the practical we'll, effects. Was not to different. derail the conversation already, but we're going to talk about uh, some of the summer movies that we didn't talk about in other episodes of the show this year. So just uh, kind of a little bit after this discussion. Uh, Trevor, favorite summer movie. Uh, I'll break it down. It, my favorite blockbuster of the summer, and I'm in good company, I know it was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, nice. I saw it in IMAX, um, and I, I really, really liked it. Like, mm -hmm. I truly liked it, and I'm, like, not being a troll, like, being like, no, like, no, it was sweet. Like, it yeah. was sweet. It was, I thought it was really cool. Like, um, it was like a painting, too, and Doherty really crushed it. Like, I don't know, spoilers, I'm not gonna get into it, but. I mean, but, it's. Like, I think it's like the climax of your movie, like, that Fenway is like so wild to me. I, I, I thought that it was on such a huge scale. Yeah, there was some crazy bad exposition and stuff like that, but um, I hate to like kind of just be that person who's like, you, you missed the point. Like if you went and saw a Godzilla movie, you didn't like the exposition or the um, character motivations. Like I don't think you're really going to the right movie. You shouldn't mm -hmm. go, uh, but you know, then there was the middling stuff that I liked, like of course Tarantino returned to the screen, which, and that worked out really well for all of us. Uh, and then I really did like Midsummer a lot. Um, yeah. I know some people didn't, and I will. There's a director's cut coming out that I will watch. It's like 171 minutes, and I uh -huh. absolutely will watch that cut <laughs> of the film. Um, uh, I, I'm top off your Midsummer point. I really like Midsummer a lot. Mm -hmm. I actually prefer it to Hereditary. Me too. Mm -hmm. um, Me too. That's not nothing against Hereditary. I, I'm just more of a the types of movies they are. I'm more totally. Midsummer than Hereditary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yes. We are, we are the Godzilla fan account at this point. Right. It's like us three, Matt, and 
uh, like two other people that I know right. that don't podcast. Yeah. Fight them all off. Or doesn't <laughs> no, like I mean, like, I, I get it. It's totally like I, I've said it. I think I said on the episode where we did finally talk about it, and I posted on Twitter. I was like, that's. This is my Batman vs Superman. The yeah. way that cult is around that movie. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, like this is, I, I get it. I get well, it now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like there's a, like, a weird disconnect with that movie, and then some people like. Yeah. I mean, I you know I get like different dif- difference of opinion, but like just like really like baffling things where it's like there's too much monsters. Yeah. Or the or not enough monsters. <laughs> so there's not like, enough did you monsters. Watch the movie. Yeah, like, I don't know. Pretty... It was just it was. Just, I mean, I hate to like poo poo on other people. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think. I think you can kind of tell people um, sometimes when they're operating like in bad faith, like mm-hmm. you can tell someone said one thing and then they're just repeating another yep. thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's no like criticism worth having about yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like, just what, what did, like, I just want to know what people felt about it, you know? Like, right. cause I, I definitely came out of that movie being like, I think I saw a different movie cause I, mm-hmm. I do not understand. It's an alternate them. version that screened for some people. It's yeah, like, I know. I mean, like, this is a weird pull, but, like, when the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, I, I'm going somewhere with this, trust me, uh, like, at CinemaCon or something, mm-hmm. it opened to, like, rave reviews there, and then yeah. the movie was released to, like, the world, and mm-hmm. everyone was, like, started panicking, and they're like, what, was everyone drunk? Mm-hmm. What happened? Like, did mm-hmm. they, was there another version of that movie? And I felt the same thing, but I, I'm not saying any criticism of this is invalid, I just, uh, I also saw it in IMAX, I saw it opening night without IMAX, or opening day without IMAX, and then... The like the week it was there, I was like, oh, I'm going. My yeah. felt my body like shaking in the theater. And yeah. I was like, this is it. That's that was my summer movie for the year. Uh, but I also got to give a shout out to Toy Story Four, which mm-hmm. I also talked about, mm-hmm. but uh, really surprised me because I was very cynical about that movie's existence. And then now I'm like, yep, that's that's one of the best of the year. Yep, they got worked. me. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Some somehow uh, maybe don't do another one. Just don't. Don't tempt fate anymore because you, yeah. you you can't you can't keep doing that. Well, I mean, I, I would say without that certain person at Pixar anymore, I, I don't really see uh, any sequels coming out. Right. Yeah, which would be nice actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want all sequels of everything to stop right now for a while at least. Right. Just bring bring some new blood in. No you know? more remakes. No more remakes. I'm not saying stop forever. I'm not saying there haven't been any good ones. But it's, like just we like, need to, it's like there's like a there's like a CDC. We need to put a halt on all remakes. That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> it's honestly. like they need to be quarantined. Yeah. But then you know there are some good sequels. Like John Wick Three came out this yeah. year and that was awesome. Uh, and I cannot wait to to own the 4K of that because that that movie is stunning and gorgeous. And in a better world, the John Wick series would be like a shoe in for cinematography <laughs> every time they release yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess Ugh. I guess Godzilla's probably my, my my favorite of the year too. Favorite uh, blockbuster of the summer, right? I mean, like hands down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a question. It's got. Um, I'm I'm still concerned about Godzilla versus Kong, but I that's just that's me and the director, not really. Right. You don't like that. You don't like Woodyard. Uh, I, I, I love the guests. Yeah, I love the guests. guests. Great. Yeah. Did you guys like Death Note? I'm not watching Death Note. I didn't watch Death Note. <laughs> Is that anime? <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a manga, right? No, no it's, it's a live action. It, it was a live action one. Okay. Yeah, okay. And he but did he did that one and yeah, I didn't see that. No. Like, uh, yeah, your next I thought was that was the one that you were just talking about. Like it came out South by Southwest, and everyone was like, it's so great. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, what? Like it was okay. I mean, it was fine. And then you're, I really like the guests, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why. Or, and then I never saw Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Yeah, and I love the first Blair Witch. Oh, the yeah. first one and the second one. It's amazing. <laughs> you know what? The, the second one I still recommend it to people. Not as like a good movie, but we yeah. like look at what they tried to do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I'm not saying 
anything about that movie works. Right. But it's a sequel that's totally different than the original, and I kind of admire that. And yeah. that's about as far as I'll go with the, the, the politeness on that movie. But I, I never saw that movie. Yeah. But yeah. Oh no, it's it's weird. Um, I, I I still recommend Book of Shadows, but yeah. like don't don't go in expecting like a good movie. Just be like. This was this was weird. Does it feel like a movie that was like almost already production, and then uh, Blair Witch was a huge hit, and then they were like, "Hey, just throw like the Blair Witch mythology into this movie." No, no, it's okay. a, it feels like a, a canon film almost, where it's like, <laughs> okay. okay, this one's a hit, like, immediately, sure. yeah. we're starting production today on right. the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it right. also feels like it's the opposite, like, it's like one of the canon films that, like, did the opposite of the, the original, mm -hmm. oh, where right. it's like, the Blair Witch... Yeah, uh, that's a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Blair yeah. Witch was a uh, 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 film that we thought was real, it's like, make this just a movie yeah. <laughs> about the original. Yeah. Not a movie, or was it? Not, not a terrible, I mean, it? that's kind of what it's about. It's not a terrible yeah. jumping off point, but that's whatever. This is how exciting the year was for movies so far. Talking about the um, but well, yeah, like, yeah. Smaller, smaller films, um, probably Booksmart is still my favorite of the bunch. Uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco is really, really good. Mm. Um, I guess don't say the beach bum. I loved the beach bum. Oh, I hated the we'll beach talk, bum. We'll talk about the beach bum. Uh, Trevor's favorite smaller movie of the year. Besides Midsummer? Yes. Um, boy. Uh, it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not a small movie. It's one of one. I mean, if it's just Midsummer, then it's a one that is totally It fine. is Midsummer. Okay. It, it, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, I, don't. Last Black Man in San Francisco, I liked it. It felt like a new director overplaying his hand a little bit. Like, almost every shot to me felt like it had to be artsy and whatnot. But it was really good. I mean, the overall was really good, and then ending just punched me in the gut. Um, well, let's see. I'm, I'm reading what you. Oh, the beach bum. Can we talk about that a little? Bit? I, you guys oh. have already talked about it. Yeah. No, it's not on my list. I, I'll, okay. I'm, I'm actually right in between you guys. Okay. Um, okay. I saw it. I hated it. And then we and then, <laughs> and then we ran into the theater for a week, so I was able to walk in on it a bunch of times. And then I started to be like, all right, like you know, because I don't like Harmony Crin. I love Spring Breakers. Uh huh. So same, uh, you and I, yeah. same. But I didn't love the beach bum. No, it just it no, felt okay. like a, the movie was just about the guy him just like failing upward. Yeah, it was a likable guy. Yeah, <laughs> but like like the, the carelessness of which it was made is like kind of charming to me. You know what that's, I mean? That's like, totally where I'm at. Um, where just like he didn't even attempt to make likable characters whatsoever, and it was just like I don't know. It was a really interesting movie. <laughs> it was a, truly an interesting film. Like mm -hmm. I can't I can't hate on it for that. But uh, yeah, my favorite was Midsummer. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and I, like you, I preferred it over Hereditary for sure. Yeah. For sure. Again, nothing. That's not even against Hereditary. I'm just being like, no. if you're watching on on the YouTube, I'm just shaking my fist. I'm like, yeah, another one. Yeah, uh, Hereditary was really good. I well, I always have the A24 two auteurs. They have uh, Robert Eggers who made The Witch and the upcoming Lighthouse. Um, the Witch is a great film, like Hereditary, technically. But I know I'm going to prefer the sophomore effort, the, the Lighthouse, just like I prefer. Midsummer to Hereditary. I just they're more my stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're just more my type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Completely. Uh, they're probably equally as well made. Hereditary's probably a better movie, to be honest with you. But Midsummer's more my shit for sure. Yeah, yeah. Gene, favorite smaller movie of the year? I think The Art of Self Defense. Oh, was, talk uh, about that one. I did not see that I one. Seen so that it was one. out for like one week. <laughs> yeah. I like Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Um, Hashtag my Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. Just pissing Gene off. I'm sorry. But go go ahead. What would you think about that movie? Yeah, I thought it was uh, so dark and. Just the hue, like it was like funny, but then I'm like, oh no, wait, that's dark. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, it wasn't where it turned you off. It was just kind of like, wow, I went there. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know, I kind of appreciated that that it had such wild tones and uh, such like black humor. And uh, I really enjoy uh, 
Who's the chick from uh, Green Room? Imogene Poots? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she's Poots. great. Yeah, she's good in that. Yeah. You know? What's the thing from... It was like, can you say the thing that, that one Twitter guy said? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Is no, it no, that okay. she's the most attractive person with the oh, least Oh, no, I'm not repeating name. that. No, <laughs> no. Oh, oh. no there's... I saw a, a, a tweet that was like one of those thirst tweets where you're like, it's time... <laughs> Log off, man. Like yeah, that's yeah. bad. Okay. Like, go, go. Oh, it is, I saw someone tweet that she's the most attractive person with the least attractive name, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, Imogene Poots is um, not a good name. The first time I ever saw her, and she like blew me away, and I wasn't like even like fully movie brain developed or mm-hmm. anything. Uh, Twenty eight weeks later, yeah. the very underappreciated sequel to Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not as good, but still, yeah. still uh, up there for me. And uh, great, great performance by her and her the kid who plays her brother. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, she's great in it. You know, and just I, uh, I really uh, just was just like, oh man, you went to some very unexpected places. Like any, every plot point was just uh, that it would go right, goes well, left. Well, really quick then, what, what uh, is, what's gonna... the movie about? All I know is the title and Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, it's uh, Jesse Eisenberg is just uh, this like office worker who's brutally beat up one night, just walking, getting dog food for his dog. And uh, you know, develops like uh, post-traumatic stress, and it's um, you know, it, gets, it goes to some very dark places in exploring that, but also just some of the humor is just like, you just have to laugh because it's very cathartic, and you know, it's not where it's uh, mean-spirited, but um, yeah, he uh, takes karate lessons and he discovers a like underground karate ring, and they train him to uh, like train him to stand up for himself, and it really goes into like a lot of like toxic. Masculinity, mm. stuff like that. That sounds way more interesting yeah. than the movie I had mm-hmm. in my head. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where you think people are gonna fight, someone just like shoots someone in the face. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. It sounds well. like um that observe and report the Jody Hill movie. Yeah, um, just say that. Yeah. A little bit, but it's not like I don't think it's mean because I felt like observe and report. That one was mean. Yeah. and report is just a mean movie. I want to rewatch observe and report. The yeah. movie that I like did not like it when I first right. saw it. Was it like the movie that's like Quentin Tarantino's like number one of two thousand nine? <laughs> Probably. I mean, it was like pitch black comedy. That's what I really liked. You describing uh, the art of self defense is what I liked about Midsummer. Is how like I thought genuinely the first time I watched it, I seen it twice. Um, it was really funny. Yeah. Like my audience agreed, and the second audience I saw it with uh, in Long Beach. Didn't laugh at all. Not even at the jokes. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I thought it was super funny, though. Well, that, that was like, well, what do you think the difference was in between the crowds? Uh, I think one crowd uh, heard me laughing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, oh, okay, cool. We're allowed to laugh at yeah. these funny parts. And the second crowd, I had already seen it, so the jokes weren't hitting with me to make me actually laugh out loud. Mm. I'm not saying I'm a catalyst in the theater. I don't <laughs> know, but, um, but the, when I saw Long Beach, I think people really wanted to be scared by it. And just people who want to be scared by a movie do not laugh during movies. They're just like, I can't laugh because it'll take me out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that first crowd, we had a good time. We had a real nice time at Midsummer, for sure. I, I truly think it's a comedy uh, with some messed up stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that movie gets really fucked up by yeah. the end. Yeah. Hereditary yeah. is like a horror film. Like, I look at Hereditary like I look at The Exorcist. Whereas Midsummer, I look at it as like, like I like observing reporters and I really think it's like a really dark comedy and uh, I'm sure Ari Aster would agree with me. Mm, yeah, when we he's hang a messed up dude. <laughs> it's like that Ari Aster is a messed up guy. Yeah, oh, I know. He, he says he, it's he, kind he of crazy. Might. It's like what? <laughs> like he just remade The Wicker Man. Like it's not. Like, he's not like that fucked up. It's like he just like a funnier version of The Wicker Man, which is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's really interesting about these uh, more original films that have, like kind of sprinkling in. We're gonna cut the break in a little bit, but. Um, 
that their their influences are very clear. Yeah. But you can see they're like, okay, I'm gonna take what what worked so well here. Yeah. But I want to use it to explore a breakup. paths like through this weird valley over here. Right. You know, and like his big thing was it was a breakup movie. Yeah. And so now I'm gonna break up this episode into two parts, or rather, Gene is because he's editing it. Sorry, Gene. But uh, we're gonna go to break, and we'll come back with some hot takes on your <laughs> favorite and least favorite <laughs> movies of the summer. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hello, listeners and viewers of the Waffle Press podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. This is Diego Crespo. I was supposed to read out the tweets, responses to people's uh, thoughts on the best summer movies of 2019. I did not. I fucked up. But thankfully, Gene was able to help me in post-production. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see a lot of tweets about people's favorite movies of the summer of 2019. Slim pickings, but there was some good stuff. So let's talk about it right now, back in the show. Thanks for understanding. I love you all 3,000. That's the only time I'll ever say that. Wow, wasn't that great, whatever we cut to? <laughs> Thanks, Gene, for cutting to that. Uh, but we're back. We're going to end the episode in like a little bit, but we've got to talk about our favorite and least favorite summer movies. Now, we try not to be too negative on this podcast, but you know what? Fuck it. This summer was really hard to be positive, because just, they, why? Like, a lot of the movies that came out were just like, why did you, why did you do this? You, you all could have done better. I know everyone could have done better this year. Some people like Avengers Endgame. That's the last time I'm bringing it up. <laughs> I promise. Um, I was actually not looking forward to the Pokemon movie, though. That's the one thing I will, I will start off with. Uh, we didn't really talk about it on this show, but I was bored and fell asleep. And I still wish Pokemon were real. There's nothing against Pokemon yeah. or Psyduck. Do you like Pokemon? Or... Wait, do you like Pokemon, though? I love Pokemon. Okay. I love... I, w I just said I wish they were real. Okay. I, I, I genuinely wish they were real. I wish I had a Pikachu... Ryan Reynolds should never play anyone who's not Deadpool ever again because mm -hmm. he's just in that mode now. Yeah. That's Would it have benefited? Danny DeVito, Danny yes. Danny DeVito, yeah. 100%. Um, but other, yeah. other movies that we saw <laughs> that I have on my laptop, mm -hmm. uh, really quick, I'm going to let Gene and I intro this and then I'm going to let Trevor take over <laughs> with everything else because okay. he's got a lot of hot takes coming in, I'm sure. Gene, you and I saw scary stories to tell mm -hmm. in the dark. Yeah. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a pleasant surprise. Nice little movie. On, um, yeah, some like weird illustrations I remember as a kid, and they were mm. put to life. I must. I wasn't a horror kid, yeah. so for me, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, like all millennials like grew up with this." I'm like, "I didn't." Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't grew up with like, this. No, like, I have no. I have no touchstone for scary okay. stories. You were like, "Oh, those books that were scary." Um, then you put them back. Nope. I had never seen them until I heard the movies in production. I was like, okay. "Those look scary." You share those were for kids, and everyone told me they were, and I was like, man, no one can say anything about the PC police or snowflakes, because that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I saw that as a kid, I wouldn't have slept. Mm -hmm. um, the movie's actually, I think, also pretty good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, I like more of its ideas than its execution, but it's not, I don't think, in any way, shape, or form, like, underselling itself. Like, when the, when the ball starts rolling in the film... Uh, the, like the characters probably need a little bit more work, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the right kind of movie for horror kids, I think. Like if you want something that's that you could show to someone that's not gonna like fuck them up when they're like eight or ten years old. Actually, this might fuck them up. Actually, I don't know. Right. Um, but it's 
it, it hits pretty hard for a PG-13 rating. I was actually kind of surprised at some of the stuff that... Yeah. Did you feel at any point there. like it wanted to be an R-rated movie, though? Yeah. You kind of feel yeah. it. And I'm not even saying that it needed to be. I'm saying that the film like definitely was like, let's let's push the envelope a little bit here. You know, it's kind of like in The Dark Knight when you're like, oh, yeah, that's not rated R. Like, <laughs> no one really thinks too much about that because yeah. it's just part of the zeitgeist at this point. Yeah. But you watch some of those Joker scenes and you're like, woo, <laughs> that's... This is a, a not for, for children Batman movie. Right. Uh, and this is kind of a not exactly for all ages horror movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We don't have that like young listeners, but if for, for some reason like a 10 year old finds this podcast, hello, how are you? <laughs> uh, stay in school. And, and, and also watch, watch Scary Stories and Sound in the Dark. Watch Midsummer as well. It's <laughs> watch Midsummer. <laughs> and then. Uh, actually, here's some advice. Go watch all these like cool, popular movies now, and then trace back like what inspired those filmmakers and those stories. <laughs> and I think that'll be really interesting to see the progression of those ideas throughout time and history. But uh, Trevor, you did not see that movie, but you did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and yes. the other movies. Yes. What did you think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the totally non-controversial Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah, um, very controversial, right? I mean, there was like I, for a Tarantino movie, that I guess it wasn't that controversial, you sure. know, like. It There's, got, like, controversial, like, right now, like, after. Right, right, right. Um, I love, it's my favorite movie of the summer simply because it was the one that I, like, I don't know, it just, like, made me happy to go back to a movie theater. I don't even mean, I saw the new Beverly, of course, Tarantino's theater. But that whole experience of going and seeing it, and, yeah, it was three hours long and all that, it just felt right. Like, I was watching a good movie. Like, even though it was a $100 million movie, it just felt like, the throwback to the 60s and stuff like that just felt like a movie and that's super cliche that they just do not make anymore. Like, we don't we don't see movies like this. We see The Lion King, we see Aladdin and stuff like Dumbo you were talking about. Um, I liked it. It's probably in, like, my bottom three Tarantino uh, with Hateful Eight and um, Django. So I, I guess I don't really like his newer work now that I say it out <laughs> loud. But... Um, yeah, for he needs Sally Menke, of course. But, um, he yeah, needs an editor. I mean, she probably could have made those three movies total masterpieces. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I loved it, man. The dynamic between DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, uh, the ending everyone talks about is amazing. I really like that. And once you get over the fact that it's straight up a hangout movie like Jackie Brown, which I've watched twice this month, um, <laughs> it'll be a movie that I'll want to revisit like every five years and be like, I want to hang out with Cliff and Rick. Like, mm-hmm. let, me, let me just hang out with these guys for three hours. Although I will say. They weren't the most likable characters. I was shocked by how unlikable they were at mm-hmm. times. Um, One of them did kill their wife. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> um, Very coming off guard. Yeah. That part was weird as hell. But um, <laughs> it is weird how unlikable they are, but how much I want to hang out in that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'll watch it every five years or so, which is more than I can say for any movie that came out in summer 2016 or 2017. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad to have him back making movies. And, I wasn't even that excited for it, really, but it turned out okay for me. Would, I mean, you guys have probably talked about it once time in all. Actually, no. This is the first uh, time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was first time. Uh, yeah. Here, Gene, Gene, go ahead. Yeah, my uh, I saw it at ArcLight Hollywood, and our uh, projector went out <laughs> middle of the movie. I think it's like right after they get to Spawn Ranch. Oh wow! Okay, that must not have filled the mood in any yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Tense scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like it. They they just get there. It wasn't like a, oh, okay. They they didn't like set up like the tenseness of the situation. Oh, cool. okay. So goes out. Roll in the dark for like a minute, like two minutes. <laughs> was the audio still going? No, it was oh, just like okay. just shut so, down. So just like, shut down. Yeah. Like if someone like pulled the cord, <laughs> and, we, and the audience is like, "What's going on?" We're all like, in the dark, literally. Wow. So the ushers start coming out, 
and you know, people are getting mad and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to try to fix this. You know, they're being honest with them. Right. You know, there's an issue with the projector. We'll try to figure it out. So like around the lobby, 15 minutes go by. Yeah. This is the midnight screening, so it's probably like 2 a.m. or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, finally they, they go back and the, the guy, the uh, manager says, okay, so we're ha something's just, the projector won't work. It's, we're watching this in 70 millimeter film. And he says, we have to watch the rest, or excuse me, we can only, we'll play you the rest in digital and they offer full refunds. They gave everyone like a free ticket. Yep. Um, and people still got pissed. And this one like chick, this one chick yells out like, what the fuck? And then some, some dudes like shut, and then immediately some dude tells her like, shut the fuck up. It was filmed in 35 millimeter, stop whining. <laughs> like you're not, is it 75 mil, 70, uh, 70 millimeter wasn't even yeah. the right format. And like some people left, but well, you just watched the rest of the movie and, um, you know, it wasn't like that bad. It was in, um, you know, Trevor, Trevor, like, there's, you know, there's obvious differences between film and digital yeah. projection. But I saw I, it on film at the New Beverly the second time, and I saw it digitally the first time. And I will say the movie, because it's from the 60s, does benefit slightly from on being on film because it looks like it's from the 60s. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's a gorgeous film either way. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a deal breaker. No, and you got a free ticket. Got a free yeah. ticket. Like, like, that's like the best case scenario. Yeah. Like best, I don't know why I put emphasis on case, but mm -hmm. best case scenario is like you watch two hours of a movie on film, it broke down, then you got a free movie and watch the rest of the movie. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't have to go home, you got to watch the rest of it. So. Right. It was, it was 2 a.m. too, so I'm like, yeah. oh, might as well stay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was very eventful, but uh, yeah. I mean, good on Arclight, and also just getting mad at like the staff and the managers at like two a.m. Yeah, at, like you know, at in this theater is just you know, what's the point of? Yeah, trust me, I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I have sympathy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what what can they do? They can like magically yeah. fix it. So. What do you think of the movie? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really I really liked it. Uh -huh. um, I felt so immersed in that world. I was just living and breathing in the '60s for like. I believe it's like two hours, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, the pacing, yeah, could be better, but I mean, I don't know. The indulgence of it certainly, certainly helped. Just, you know, all the driving, I, you know, just listening to the music. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where, what I would, if I would felt the same about that movie if they didn't have that. And right. um, yeah, um, yeah, I loved it. Um, I wish Bruce Lee won. Instead of tied, but yeah. Yeah, that's beside them. Yeah, that I'm gonna hop in right there because yeah. that, that scene it did work for me in the movie, and I was like, my brain was like automatically like, well, it's Cliff Booth, Cliff Booth's perception of the fight. I guess spoilers once upon a time in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. His his perception of like being able to hold his own against Bruce Lee, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, the tie, it, it, like it ends in a tie technically, even though he throws Bruce Lee against a car. Right. So I was okay with it, but like, you know, people who knew him in real life and his family are saying like, no, that was disrespectful and that wasn't him. Right. Like, I'm not, what, what you, like if you're, if you're still like, if you're up in arms about other people saying like, hey, that wasn't the man I knew, like, you're an asshole, right? For, yeah, like I mean, like you know, you're telling like your daughter, like, yeah, I knew him more than you. It's like really, yeah, yeah like that, that's really, don't do it. Uh, just I don't know. I think yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, worth some... talking about that right. at least. Um, but I also really loved it, and I was not looking forward to it honestly because they know all this, you hear all this stuff. But like, oh yeah, Tarantino might have almost gotten Numa Thurman killed instead of Kill Bill, mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, man, that's like no, obviously no one's perfect and all that jazz. I'm not saying like someone's behind the scenes 
issues and personality have to like impact every movie you watch. It's just for me personally, I was like kind of very deflated on Tarantino at the time. Yeah, me too. And I was a big Hateful Eight fan, actually. Uh, so I, I think I'm the opposite of Trevor. I think he's actually yeah. gotten better at directing, but his editing, his movies are too long now. Mm-hmm. I that is 100% true. I agree he's, well, no. I agree he's still, <laughs> I, I agree he's still a good director. Uh, but yeah, the and you would say like, oh, but his writing has gotten gotten looser. But it's like it hasn't. The editing has just gotten looser. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, I, this is a very unfortunate circumstance. No, it's completely out of everyone's yeah, control. Very totally sad to see uh, Sally Monk go. Um, yeah, no, she's uh, great. Yeah, yeah she, the, she like, was great. I would say you know, besides like the Tarant- other movies she edited, besides Tarantino, or also. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Um, Worth really, I do think Once Upon a Time Hollywood was way too long. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say, this is actually like probably a top three Tarantino for me. And yeah. I did not expect that at all. It's like the only ones I know for sure that I like more, like 100%, are Inglorious Bastards and Jackie Brown, which yeah. most other movies just will never touch for yeah. me. Inglorious is my favorite as well. Yeah. I, um, it's it's really a, I, a weird state of affairs where I'm like, yeah, it's like my sixth or seventh favorite Tarantino, but my favorite movie of the summer. You know what I mean? Like that that says a lot about the summer for me personally. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um, um, we should move on, but I I liked it a lot. I'll probably write something up for the Patreon soon. I've been trying to like get all my thoughts together, and like it just keeps leading me down somewhere else because that I think the movie has a lot to say about stuff Tarantino's never even like approached. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's the first Tarantino movie to like confront like. The really toxic, masculine like aspects of his films and the characters he writes. Mm-hmm. I think Hateful Eight veers a little too far in another direction, mm-hmm. even though it kind of tries that. I, I think there's a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it works as the last Tarantino film in a very, very weird way. I know he's got one more. Uh, he's con- he's gonna call it like his epilogue. I think he said in, in an interview, and I think that's interesting. Um, but if it all ended here, that would yeah. I would not be against that. Or if it ends on Star Trek. Oh, man. I love Tarantino. <laughs> don't do a Star Trek. It's like, don't do it, man. He's never going to. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, like you know what's going to happen? Yeah? What, I, what like, I would be interested yeah. in? If he wrote, like, an outline or something. <laughs> yeah, like a, a yeah. treatment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd, be cool. I'd be cool. And then get, like, uh, get, get S.J. Clarkson, I think, was going to direct Star Trek 4 before they pulled the plug on that. Bring her back and have her direct the script. You yeah, know, yeah. like, her... No, but that, that would have been something. It would be so just wild. <laughs> It'll, it, it won't happen. Okay. Um, some alternate universe that's happening. Though. Yeah, yeah. Tre- Trevor, what else did you like this summer? Uh, I, I, one that we haven't talked about, um, is, I mean, I'm not answering your question, but one we haven't yeah, talked about thing. is Crawl, uh, Alexander Allen's Crawl, um, which I, I, the thing I like about your show is how positive you guys are a lot of the time <laughs> cool. uh, compared to a lot of other movie personalities in general. Thank you. Um, Don't listen but, to the retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> No, you, mostly you guys are positive. I mean, like you can't be always positive about a movie. Which is what I'm about to say about Crawl, um, a movie tailor made for me, tailor made for uh, my brand of liking creature features and stuff like that. I enjoyed it. Totally enjoyed it. I thought it was impressive given the budget. I loved the scene with the looters. There's a lot of good stuff in it, but I could not bring myself to after it was over. Like remember most of it. I don't know why. Like it could have been like the day I was having, but. It was a very forgettable movie. It was very fun, but it was a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's odd to have lofty ambitions for a movie like Crawl when you go to see it, but I, it left me wanting something, and I don't know what it was because it pretty much gave you everything you would want. Uh, what did you think of it? I actually kind of feel the same. Now, I was a big fan walking out of it, and I yeah. still like it. I still totally recommend it. Yeah. Um, 
But then I, I kept thinking back, like, well, the Shallows did this better. You know, like, I, I <laughs> yeah. loved the Shallows. I'm, I'm the number one Shallows fan. Um, John Collette Sarah's Jungle Cruise will be the best Disney movie ever. But anyways, uh, yeah, Crawl, I, I, I still think it's a pretty solid, like, B-level, like, creature feature. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird, because it doesn't really stick around, but it's, it's got everything I like. It's got, like, an inventive, like, set piece. Yeah. I think the, the tone, it's the nicest. Uh, Aha's films? Mm -hmm. Aha's? Uh, I, I, I say Aha. It could be, it could be Alexander Aja. I don't really, okay. I've never heard of it. If it's Aja, I, I apologize. Right. I hope yeah. we're right, too. Um, it's the nicest of his films that I've seen. Uh, I really like his Hills of Eyes remake, actually. That might yeah. be better than the original. You're right. His films are kind of like mean-spirited. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a violence <laughs> a, to them a, that a I, I can appreciate sure. from a distance. Uh, and this one, I think, I wish was a little more vile, actually. Yeah. Uh, not, not that every movie needs to be, like, vicious. You know, I just like blood, mm. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I wish every movie was Deep Blue Sea is the problem. Yeah. But uh, it's... I don't know. I like that it's kind of... An evolution of like the shark movie almost like not just because the algae can go on land and sea but like um, <laughs> their jaws are yeah their jaws are, are scarier in a yeah. way to me but like it's it's kind of very i don't know it's, it's not like it's it's ambitions aren't high for like tackling climate change or anything like that but just because of the world we live in now where that's a very real problem it's like oh yeah this could only really happen yeah nowadays and i think that's kind of neat that that's yeah. probably the thing that made it stick that's around true. the most it's yeah. like oh yeah like in Jaws and like the shallows, it's out in the ocean. Right. It can't get you on land. But here it's like, no, like it's not even safe on land anymore. Right. The oceans will come yeah. to us. And that, that idea oh, is probably like, what made it scarier to me. And why I'd still totally recommend it. But um, yeah, I have felt it kind of withering away yeah. from mm -hmm. me a little bit. But uh, I also want to say Kaya Scodelario from Skins. Mm. Bad show. Great performances. <laughs> I'm glad she finally got a big star role because she's yeah. very good. She's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jean, what do you think? I um, definitely enjoyed it. It's um, a movie, yeah. <laughs> it's a movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. For better or worse. For better or worse, it's a movie. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't really have much to say about it. Oh, that's fine. Um, I mean, not, I, not every movie needs to be once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, it's kind of like that type of thing. movie where it's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. You but, know, uh, I will yeah. gladly buy a Blu-ray, put on my collection, and be like, you know what I want? Movie night or something like that. Yeah. Decent little creature features, right. some popcorn, some friends, a couple beers. The one thing that bothered me about it that, that I don't think it recovered from was, I don't know, this is very early on, so it's not even that much of a spoiler, mm -hmm. and people know there's an alligator in it, or a crocodile? Yeah, yeah alligator. Okay. Oh, um, they're the same, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no. I know they're not. That's <laughs> wrong with the joke. They're not. Uh, <laughs> wait, the way it was introduced, do you remember how the way that the alligator was introduced? I think it's she finds the crocodile eggs or the alligator eggs. Well, there's like the hints that it's there or whatever. And then she goes to leave and it just like, like comes out of oh, nowhere. Oh yeah, challenges, yeah. And there's it's like a really weird introduction where and then and then Barry Pepper literally just goes like, oh yeah, by the way, there's a gator down here. And they're like, <laughs> wait, what? Like the movie never casual. got its like that hurt the movie for me. I don't mm. know why, but there wasn't like this crazy intro. It was just like it like walked out, and I was like. What? Like, guess like, like, I guess we're there now? Yeah, I guess okay. we're at that yeah, part of the yeah, movie. I, I, yeah. I can see that. It, it really kind of, I didn't see the trailer from the movie, but I think it really like banked on the idea that you knew the concept of the movie. We're <laughs> like, oh, there's the gator. All right, cool. Let's get this going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. No. You know, geography, it was the geography of the house and everything was so laid out. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I felt maybe it could have leaned into the climate change aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It I, I, want, I want more climate change thrillers. Yeah. Cause, like, did you know, that would be if great. you have a house, it just gets... By the ocean, you could just sell it. Yeah, fuck Ben Shapiro. <laughs>
<laughs> Did you sell the house? Double fuck Ben Shapiro. <laughs> sell it to Aquaman? Yeah. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Aqua. Uh, Gene's referencing uh, H Bomber Guy's video on climate change and tearing down Ben Shapiro coins. So please okay. don't spoil anything for well, me. I mean, it's just general know, themes. We're both big fans. Yeah, but, yeah, just general themes. It's just di- about Dib and his dad. Oh, so, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, because, um, I mean, the dad's just like the ultimate, like, just smart psychopath, psychopath <laughs> in all of like cartoons like was it i invented toast oh yeah yeah invaderism's wild and weird and yeah. I, I recommend it to people and yeah. gene recommends the movie yeah. i recommend rocco's modern life uh static clean clean thank you i really like that uh i just want to talk about the beach bum really quickly because oh, we got to no. wind down the show oh, why uh, would you do this because i love the beach bum and its irreverence and its pointlessness <laughs> And how at the end it ends on a completely unearned thematic point about <laughs> Matthew McConaughey being like, you know what? Fuck capitalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. I still can't get over the scene where was it like Cedric the Entertainer just gets eaten? Oh yeah, Martin Lawrence. Martin, or Martin Lawrence, Lawrence. Excuse me. How oh. dare you? That's the that's one of the bad boys, sir. No, I had like a sorry, I had a uh, Mandela effect moment. Yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> did not get eaten. First of all, spoilers for the beach bum, he gets his leg chewed off by a shark. Which also made me want to that see did make me laugh. 24 shark movie. Yeah, that, that did make me laugh, though. Oh, that's... It's the funniest movie I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I, I thought it was Just hilarious. like good things happen to bad people, and then yeah, bad things and happen to the good people. Yeah, yeah and exactly. it's just like... It's just this endless, like, snowball effect of, like, here's this, like, kind of crummy dude who's... He's got a big heart, but he's very selfish. Yeah. And he's just kind of, like... Well, like a I'm force go, of nature. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> ruins a, everything. Yeah, he's a force of nature who just gets himself into like, if A twenty four did a sitcom, this is what it like would be like. <laughs> yeah. But like skeevier and like mm-hmm. nasty. Uh, just I, ruins people's big, lives. I'm not a big Harmony Korine fan. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with Trevor. I love Spring Breakers. Everything else, not so much. Yeah. Um, I really love the cinematographer Benoit Benoit Debi, who works with. Who, who's the guy who did Climax? Gaspar Noé? Yeah. Yes. And I'm not a fan of Gaspar yeah. Noé, like even less so than Harmony Corinne. Did you this... see Climax? I did. Oh, okay. We'll yeah. talk later. Uh, I don't want to. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not a fan of him, but th- he's an amazing cinematographer, and I thought in a perfect world he'd be my shoe in for cinematography alongside uh, Dan Lauston from John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I don't know, I'd recommend it if you like Spring Breakers and you're like, what if this was a comedy? I think that's that's probably the, the way to go. If that doesn't sound like your kind of thing, don't don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but it's a very Diego movie, and I'm very happy that I saw it. But it's it's very specific for sure. Yeah. Uh, last last thing, literally anything else we saw around here. I just saw the new Richard Linklater movie, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, nice. It's got uh, rave reviews. Yeah. At, uh, Three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I was about to rave about it. My girlfriend read the book, so we had to go see it. I guess that's the thing now. And. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was directed by Richard Linklater until like I was on my way to the theater. I wish I had watched the whole movie and then it yeah. said directed okay. by Richard Linklater. <laughs> but it's just definitely like a... He got to work with Kate Blanchett, which yeah. is great. But yeah. like, even as being who he is, she's like off the wall the whole movie. Like, she's mm. overacting like crazy, which is you know good. It's like the only good thing about the movie. Uh, oh, Billy Crudup's in it, and mm-hmm. I love Billy Crudup. Oh, Crudup's. I love that guy. And yeah, Billy Crudup season. It's like a comedy, right? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it's trying to be a comedy. It's it's hmm. it's it's pretty. Well, it's uh, like the most by the numbers movie. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say like um, his last movie, The Last Flag Flying, was so good but so depressing. I didn't see that. Yeah. It's it's really good. Like it's just, it's depressing. As he well. has a really interesting career of like one for you, one for me, one for you, one for mm-hmm. me. And this is definitely the one for um, not not for him. <laughs> not for you. Either. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for anyone. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say it's <laughs> not gonna make money or anything. It's just like a total bummer of a movie. And it's Annapurna, which is just gonna. They're gonna go out of business. That's soon. So sad. Yeah. Not to, to get more newsy th- yeah. discussions going on, but they're I think I think they're done. That's sad because yeah. they they put out great movies, but for it's sure. like no, oh yeah, sure. they are also putting out that movie. Well, like that, you just don't know. That was the big hint. Was I was like, it's Annapurna. I'm like, who directed this? Because she usually like works with good directors. But I was like, oh, it's Richard Linklater. Like that's so crazy that I didn't know that, and that they're not using his name at all in the advertising, or at least I don't think they are. Like uh, I'm a. Not to, to just leave that point hanging, but uh, to, to talk a little bit more about Annapurna Pictures, like I remember when their Leica was having trouble, like they put out such great films, yeah. but no one can see them because yeah. they're not great, like well marketed. And then like, oh, don't worry, Annapurna Pictures are gonna start marketing them. And when I heard that, I was like, oh fuck, like they're done. Like the next movie's the last one. Yeah, they got blamed for Booksmart too, right? Yeah, like the marketing, yeah. probably. I thought they marketed it pretty well, and then like a week out before that, I was like, oh, I guess not many yeah. people know of it still. Mm-hmm. That, that might have been just it coming in at the end of May. I don't know, but um, yeah, that's that's too bad. I like. I think it. I saw the trailer before Endgame, so like they were doing something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Books uh-huh. Endgame. Uh, Gene, what else you got before we wrap, wind up? Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. Oh, the movie where Batman shows Donatello where his parents died. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Batman eats That's pizza. not even me being like snarky. That sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. You know, um, especially uh, the current state of all the DC animation. I hated Hush. Kind of liked what? The like, Return of Superman. Really quick. Yeah. Why? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to fight you. Yeah. But I will. Right. Why do you still watch the DC animated movies? Because um, I can't anymore. Well, I mean, like, you know, some of it's just the, uh, it's on the DC app. Oh, right. It's free. Um, or it's... Just, you know, I could get a red box for free. I'm like, oh, it's a DC movie. It's going to be like 70 minutes. It doesn't take too long to watch. It's just in and out. And they're all con- getting continually worse. <laughs> wow. um, but, yeah, I um, was very surprised by Batman vs. Ninja Turtles. Or, I think it's Batman. Yeah, Batman vs. Ninja Turtles. Right. Yeah, two of my uh, favorite things growing up. So. I, got a, I got a soft spot for the Ninja Turtles, and I did not grow up with them. Radical. I, I <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you didn't grow up with, like, like Scary Ninja stories, Tur- yeah. Ninja Turtles. You never had like bed sheets with Ninja Turtles or anything? No, I was a Godzilla kid. Okay. I was Godzilla, King Kong, Spider-Man. Turtle power. Turtle power. I like them. I like them. No, they I, have I, like I great wish... scenes. Like they're like Reaganomics. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I guess I guess that's it. I don't know what else. Mm-hmm. Last Black Man in San Francisco, really good. Um, I don't know, Trevor, you got, you got that those points across really well. Um, what Last Black Man? Yeah, Last Black Man. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I get your point about it. Like the director kind of overextending themselves a little I mean, bit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but like whatever. It's your first movie. Yeah, like, go for it. <laughs> make, make a statement, you know. Yeah, and that movie totally does. Uh, I think that is that it. Is that all the movies that came out that like we didn't talk about already? I, I will say I'm excited for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like like yeah. I, there's some good movies. I won't even like I don't want to sit here and name them all, but there, I think there's gonna be like literally ten really good movies that I see the rest of the year. Which there is go. good a lot of movies. I mean know. it could be like um you know like twenty eighteen where it's like the best blockbuster movies like Aquaman comes out at the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, I rewatched Aquaman. 
Still three good. times. Still slaps. Yeah, I still love it. Uh, it's still slaps. So ridiculous. I, I wish all movies had that tenacity. Um, but I guess... Pitbull cover of Pitbull. photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not Great. too late to get Pitbull on Bad Boys 3. Get Pitbull to do a song for Bad Boys 3. Please. It's not too late at all. Please. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's Please. do it. Someone get in touch with him. Because yeah. um, I, I need that more than anything in my entire life. But... I'm going to steal another Trevor point because I think that's a good way to close out the show. If the summer movie season was not the hottest thing ever, um, it's not the first time this happened. 2007 had a really rough summer season. 2009 did. Uh, 2016. But we got a lot of great films that came later in the year. 2007 had like Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Juno was a big hit at the Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just... No Country, There Will Be Blood. Yeah, 2007 was awesome, but you wouldn't know that if you were only living in the first half of it. Yeah. When did Zodiac come out? Assassination of oh, Jesse James. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, that's crazy. All yeah. those in the same year? Yeah. Um, year. So, who knows, you know? So got, and for the bigger movies, we still got Star Wars. I like, mm. I'm looking for... Oh, shit. <laughs> I like that J.J. Abrams guy. I like J.J. Abrams. I forgot so, about He's Star a nice Wars. fellow. Please. Hope uh, please the toxic right. fandoms leave us, but... Yeah. You know. Like, that's the thing, too. It's like, I don't want to hate it. If it comes out and it's like bad, or um, I think it's bad, because then I'll be like, oh, then I just sound like these crazy assholes. But I don't know. There's there's a lot to look forward to still this year. We have a new Ryan Johnson movie coming out. New Ryan oh, Johnson right, movie. Yeah. Knives Out looks yeah. really fun, and hopefully the movie's better than the trailer a little bit. But, <laughs> well, I, I'm very looking forward to that. Um, this was a weird show, but this no, was, was a weird summer, and that's okay. Gene, thank you again for joining me and co-hosting with me. You're welcome. Trevor Dillon, thank you very much for coming by again. You're always welcome here. It was fun. It was really fun. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, At Trevor Dills, uh, across all platforms. Mm. And then uh, at Ghost Party Pictures, which is where I make my short films with my buddy Ian. Hi, Ian. And (laughs) plugs, plugs, plugs. Anything Mm -hmm. else? Uh, our new short film, The Vicious, is making the festival circuit. Well, it's making the fest- it's making the festival circuit. <laughs> it's opening festivals across the country. No, it's uh, it's gonna be in a lot of festivals in 2020. We missed the deadline on almost every 2019 festival. Uh-huh. But uh, it is playing at Horrible Imagining Film Festival, which is coming up, which is a really rad uh, horror festival. And then it's playing at a uh, um, oh boy, the one in Utah, the huge one, Film Quest, the biggest genre festival in the country. It's playing on Friday, the 13th of September. Hey, yes, if you're in. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone out there's got to be. Yeah, yeah, I right. believe in it. Go see The Vicious, my yeah. new short film. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, links, no. links down below to yeah. Trevor's plugs too, along yeah. with Gene's plugs. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Gene9892. And you can find me on The Waffle Press, at Twitter, Instagram. We have an Instagram now, uh, but also check out the Patreon where we post all this stuff early. Uh, pictures. Writing posts, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, don't forget to check out the early retrospective stuff on the Patreon too, open for uh, for most of the tiers down there, and myself at twitter.com slash the Diego Crespo. Thank you for guys for joining me, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, if you like this, like and subscribe, if you didn't like this, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like, <laughs> we have been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>